Support for IPR comes from the Healing Room at Upstream Functional Medicine, offering medical spa services that support the body's natural ability to detoxify from environmental challenges. Learn more about the Healing Room at upstreamfm.com. Today is Wednesday. It is the 28th of February. This is Here First from IPR News. I'm Michael Leland. Iowa House lawmakers have passed a bill that would require biannual training for nursing home inspectors, and it clarifies when an on-site inspection is needed. The story from IPR's Natalie Krebs. The bill requires that inspectors from the Iowa Department of Inspections, Appeals, and Licensing provide two trainings a year to go over frequently issued citations at nursing homes. It also reduces the amount of time inspectors have to make an on-site visit in response to a complaint, depending on its severity. Representative Megan Trinivas, a Democrat from Des Moines, said the bill does not address underlying issues. That training is only effective if we actually have enough inspectors to do the job, which we do not in our state of Iowa. Representative Thomas J. Moore, a Republican from Atlantic who sponsored the bill, said it helps to create a stronger collaboration between state inspectors and nursing homes. The Iowa Senate has passed a bipartisan bill saying if a company makes plant-based or lab-grown meat, their product labels have to say so. The original bill would have entirely banned the sale of lab-cultivated meat in Iowa. It was amended to focus only on how the products are labeled. Senator Don Driscoll is a Republican from Williamsburg. She says as more alternatives reach supermarket shelves, people may not be sure where their meat's coming from. Consumers deserve to know how their food is made and to understand that lab-grown products are made in a bioreactor and not the same as the high-quality beef raised by farmers and ranchers amongst Iowans. A food company selling a meat alternative could be fined up to $10,000 a day if it doesn't identify the source of the product on the label. For instance, Impossible Meat sells sausage and chicken tenders, but the labels also announce the products are made from plants. A federal appeals court has officially ended the lawsuit brought by a group of Iowa parents against a state law in 2021 that banned schools from issuing mask mandates. The families argued schools must be allowed to require masking to protect their children who have disabilities that make them vulnerable to respiratory illnesses. Yesterday, the Eighth Circuit Court of Appeals ruled the families do not have legal standing to sue the state. In a statement, Governor Kim Reynolds said prohibiting school mask mandates was the right thing to do and she would do it again. A House panel has killed a Senate-approved bill that would have required hospitals to let patients needing blood transfusions use their own banked blood or that of a chosen donor instead of standard donor blood. That story from IPR's Katarina Sestarek. The only person to speak in favor of the bill at a subcommittee hearing was Republican Senator Jeff Edler, who sponsored the bill. We would like to ensure that the patient can continue with the basic right of being able to know who their donor is. But doctors and blood bank officials say using one's own blood or that of a chosen donor should only be done when a doctor deems it medically necessary. Dr. Robert Schreck, an expert in blood disorders, says people donating blood to their family are more likely to lie in response to screening questions. We know this is the case because directed donors' blood is three times more likely to test positive for all the things we're afraid of. HIV, infections, hepatitis, and so forth. Opponents of the bill say it would also cause logistical problems and delays in the blood bank system. A House panel unanimously declined to advance the bill. Cedar Rapids has awarded financial incentives to an unnamed company that says it plans to build a $576 million data center in the Big Cedar Industrial Center. 
The Cedar Rapids Gazette reports that City Council calls it a historic milestone in Cedar Rapids' economic development history. The company will get a 70% tax exemption for 20 years as long as it meets employment thresholds. Council members are predicting the project will eventually mean a lot of property tax dollars flowing into city coffers once the exemption expires. This is Here First from IPR News. I'm Michael Leland. Support for IPR comes from the Healing Room at Upstream Functional Medicine, offering medical spa services that support the body's natural ability to detoxify from environmental challenges. Learn more about the Healing Room at upstreamfm.com. A pregnancy-related death is when a person dies during a pregnancy or within a year after the pregnancy due to complications. Some Midwestern states have maternal mortality rates higher than the national average. And as Cassidy Arena reports for the Midwest Newsroom, data on Hispanic women can be particularly challenging. Sofia Piral moved to Missouri from Guatemala to study education policy. Her husband and their infant son came with her. We were first-time parents and we... I mean, it was a different culture, different food, different language. We didn't know exactly what to do (laughs) or who to ask for help. Throughout this big transition, Piral suspected she might be struggling with assimilation or experiencing postpartum depression, a risk factor in pregnancy-related deaths. I remember not having any resource, (laughs) like, I mean, at all. Noticing this need, Piral started a support group for Latina moms in the area. We barely have medical access. And we don't have psychological support. So I was like, okay, I mean, we can just talk. (laughs) And that's going to help us release all the things that we're going through. Help us, right? Because, I mean, that's not the perfect solution. Data from Missouri's Pregnancy-Associated Mortality Review shows Hispanic women's death rates are higher than white women and lower than black women. From 2017 to 2019, there were 23 Hispanic maternal deaths for every 100,000 live births. That may seem like a small number, but there's an asterisk next to that 23. Daniel Quay is a researcher for the annual report. It's not quite met the threshold of being able to be a stable ratio. We we don't want to erase these women's deaths, so to speak. It's trying to honor the fact that this was still a person that died. That asterisk also means the state may be miscounting Hispanic maternal mortality rates. And there are two reasons why. One, coroners often identify the race of someone who has died, and they don't always get it right. And two, people don't always disclose their ethnicity, especially in medical records. We have a lot of concerns about the quote-unquote self-reported race data in uh, healthcare environments across Nebraska and, frankly, across the United States. That's Ann Anderson-Berry, the medical director for the Nebraska Perinatal Quality Improvement Collaborative. Nebraska also has an asterisk in its Hispanic maternal mortality count because the state bases its ethnic data solely on self-reported numbers. And that data is from 2018. The key pieces of data that we need are not available from the state. So we are working with older data than what the citizens of Nebraska deserve to do our work. Back in Missouri, scientists with the Pregnancy-Associated Mortality Review say that larger studies over multiple years could help them capture a more accurate picture. But in the short term, Missouri's unreliable data is an unavoidable issue. That is, until the growing Hispanic population, which is currently at about 5 percent in the state, increases significantly. Still, even if the number of deaths rises in the state, there will be no red flag. 
Dr. Juanita Chin is with the Eunice Kennedy Shriver National Institute of Child Health and Human Development. She says a lot of agencies wouldn't even report the unreliable data. But there's the human side. If people want to know how they're represented. And so they want to know, are they too being impacted by this public health crisis? Without stable data for Hispanic maternal mortality rates, 15 counties in Missouri used little federal funding from a maternal and child health program called Title V to serve that population. Title V records show those counties hired a few bilingual service providers and translated some informational materials. So the first activity is you got to find the person whose name tag it belongs to it. You know what? I'm from Cuba. Mayeline Escobar is training to be a doula at a class in St. Louis. She is the only Spanish speaker in the class, and one of her goals is to make sure Hispanic women feel seen by their health care providers. And I work with uh, all the Latino moms, and they have like kind of issues with the hospitals, like a black moms and like a black woman's. With or without data, Escobar hopes to help Hispanic moms who encounter health care inequities. With reporter Anna Spidel, I'm Cassidy Arena for the Midwest Newsroom. The Midwest Newsroom is a collaboration between NPR, IPR News, and public radio stations in Kansas, Missouri, and Nebraska. And that's here first from IPR News. I'm Michael Leland. Have a great day.